This is DJ Yako. This is Righteous Radio, where the truth is the sound. Bringing you some Mali music with a song called Royalty. 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 I was the chosen people. Bible in my head, word is on my heart, and pain before my eyes. Broken people wanting to believe in something, looking for a light, trying to find the truth. But we give them dogs saying we do something we don't. Dirty people saying we do things that we won't. Wolf and sheep clothing with cross and shoes. Taking people money, promising to be blessed The power to the chosen people Who at one point was viewed as an evil His own chosen people Royal priesthood yeah. That you've been called out of the darkness Into the light Do you know who you are? Yes, 
don't trust in people. Royal priesthood. Royalty. That was Molly Music and that was Royalty. Now we're hitting you off with Nassim Black with the Motherland Bounce. This place is a dope. We are royalty. We must go back to our place in Kiswana. No. We are staying right here. This Check it out 
That was Motherland Bounce. My father is from Eritrea. I don't know if you ever heard of this place. It's on the east side of Africa. One of the most beautiful places. It's a real Wakanda, baby. There was a war there for 30 years. And my father was from there. He's an Eritrean Jew. And my father was from there. He's an Eritrean Jew. And my father was from there. He's an Eritrean Jew. You had your bar mitzvah. Yeah, bar mitzvah. Bar mitzvah. I'm a girl. I'm a girl. That was popping. Yeah, it was popping. It was like the party of the year for me. Mm -hmm. I had a blast. Uh, it was a lot of hard work getting up to mm -hmm. it because I had to learn uh, Hebrew and learn. Uh, I did the Vieta. Uh, that was my portion of the Torah, which mm -hmm. is uh, basically in Genesis. And I talk about how uh, Jacob went, uh, had the dream about the ladder and the angels going up and down the ladder. And mm -hmm. I had to teach about what I learned. So that's, you know, that's about what and it I see, is. And I see you rocking the star, David. It's interesting because you went to, Eret how you pronounce it? Eritrea. Eritrea mm -hmm. a few times. That's Africa, but it got mm -hmm. you closer to your, your Jewish it, heritage, Yeah, right? it got closer to my roots it, all the way around, you know. Uh, but let's be honest. Uh, when I was 15, 16 years old, I started doing bar and bat mitzvahs. So I was already kind of close to it. My mm -hmm. grandma was telling me that's where my father was. And, you know, you, you, I didn't know she was telling me that. Just to be telling me so I could get the job doing the bar and bot mitzvah, so I could make some money, so I could stop asking her for money, mm -hmm. or if it was true, right? And then I finally met my father at 27, and then he told me it was true. And that, um, you know, when he got on, he was on alcohol and drugs and stuff, and the Christian saved him, so he considered himself a Christian Jew. The Christian saved him, so he considered himself a Christian Jew. The Christian saved him, so he considered himself a the Christian saved him, so he considered himself a Christian Jew, right? Uh, but in our blood, that's what it is. And, and still, I didn't all the way believe him. And then when I went to Eritrea, and, and you know, I started talking to the people, started talking to my family members and found out, you know, there's a lot of things that were going that's going on there. Like, it's illegal to be certain religions. It's illegal to practice your your um, certain beliefs, depending on what you are, or if you press it on other people and stuff. And uh, But things have changed. Things are changing now. And uh, I'm happy about that, but there's a lot of change that needs to come there. So when that when all that happened, I realized, like, dang, you know, in the black community, we don't have anything that says, I'm an adult now. That's mm -hmm. All those things have been stripped from us when we were brought here to America, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's nothing that says, okay, you're an adult. Like, there's quinceañeras mm -hmm. for Spanish people. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, bar and bar mitzvahs for others. You know, white people just inherit land and get their businesses. There's <laughs> has had something but we don't have anything that says you're an adult and I was talking with uh, you know some of my friends and they're like hey I've been to jail three times I'm a grown man that don't make you no grown man that's just because you right. went to jail that means that's that makes you a bad criminal that's right. you're not good at crime that's, that's right. what that makes you <laughs> stupid so uh, I, I felt like you know I wanted to do something to show my people that like if you dig like I, I went ahead and did my 23 and me and everything my father said was true everything I went ahead and did my 23 and me and everything my father said was true everything I went ahead and did my 23 and me and everything my father said was true everything 
I went ahead and did my 23 and me and everything my father said was true. Everything, not everything my mama said was not true. She didn't think that we like Blackfoot, Indian, Navajo, something like that. Ain't no Native American. No Native American. <laughs> <don't get it. laughs> no Blackfoot, Indian. Unless those Blackfoots came from Africa, from Nigeria and came here and then it was like, we got here before Christopher Columbus and then, which probably is what happened. But um, there's no, no Native American in my blood, but I got that East African. I got some European. I got, you know, some Hebrew. I got all these things in me. So I said, I'm going to honor it. I'm going to take advantage of this. I'm going mm-hmm. to learn the Hebrew. I'm going to just study the religion. And it's not that far off from like Jehovah Witnesses, mm-hmm. where, where I grew up around and in Baptist church. It's not that far off. And, and I don't know if you've ever been to a temple, to mm-hmm. a Jewish temple, but you got to go because they be in there singing, okay? Really? They sing. Like Black really. Gospel Choir yeah, singing? Like, no, I don't know about like Black Gospel Choir singing, but they sang. They, they, they get it in. They're like, yeah, yes, right, yeah. Like they really? get it in. Mm. They get it in. I'm like, okay, okay, I can rock with this. Did you get any backlash to that at all? Because yeah, I don't I sometimes black people be like, now we Baptist or we Catholic or yeah. So uh, um, some people have said things like, oh no, you black. That's what you are. You know, you black, you Christian. You just you don't know. You don't because there's black everything. Right. There's right. black people all over the world, and religion is one thing, and blood is another thing. You can choose and your religion. You can choose your religion, mm-hmm. and religion is one thing, and blood is another thing. You can choose and, your religion. You can choose your religion. Mm-hmm. And religion is one thing, and blood is another thing. You can choose your you can choose your religion. Religion is one thing, and blood is another thing. You can choose and your religion. You can choose your religion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and we original man and woman anyway. That part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That part. Yeah. And when you do your real true research about the Hebrews and the Jews and the Israelites and all that, you find out that they look a lot like us sitting in this room right now. You find out that they look a lot like us sitting in this room right now. You find out that they look a lot like us sitting in this room and when you do your real true research about the Hebrews and the Jews and the Israelites and all that, you find out that they look a lot like us sitting in this room right now. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe somebody stole uh, some of the Jewish religion. Anyway, um, let me shut up. I <laughs> like some people stole from the get go, but because <laughs> you have the right to choose, which we should have the right to choose, especially in certain states. How has the Jewish community reacted to to that? Like you- most most have embraced me and been and been very happy about it. Happy that I'm, you know, talking about it. That I'm bringing awareness to it and bringing people closer to it. Um, I, I haven't received just a few things like people like, "Oh, it's your dad. It doesn't count. It doesn't count." But if you go back to when that was determined, when that law was implemented, that you're only Jewish if your mother is Jewish. You have to remember there was no DNA testing, and that you know mm. the saying, "My." Mama's baby, daddy's maybe. Mm. You don't know where mama been, right? right? So you automatically, whatever she is, that's what you are. But if you read the Torah, if you read the Bible, it's whatever your father is. You inherit the sins of your father, right? You inherit those things. And so you inherit his his blood, his religion, his whatever. So I did the research, got my DNA test. That's my daddy. That's, that's in my blood. That's what I am. I did the research, got my DNA test. That's my daddy. That's, that's in my blood. That's what I am. I did the research, got my DNA test. That's my daddy. That's, that's in my blood. That's what I am. I did the research, got my DNA test. That's my daddy. That's that's in my blood. That's what I am. So they can't accuse you of cultural appropriation because that's your cultural and, and appropriation. If I, and if I did, and if I was cultural appropriation, what 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 is what's it to you? Because yeah. let's let's be honest. On my mama's side, uh, we was right. There's plenty of white blood on that side. I can't claim that. 
Uh, you telling me because I, I, I can say I'm white. I can say that. You can look at my 23 men. You will see the European. <laughs> I, know, I think it's very strange for people that are on the that aren't you try to tell you what you are. When yeah. you have so many different components of yourself, like because I'm half Chinese and half black, people will be like, "Well, you're not black." I'm like. How am I not black? This is the dumbest thing I ever heard. The and stupidest thing, right? You are a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. I'm an onion, baby. Peel me back. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish celebrated her 40th birthday by having a bat mitzvah. I've been feeling like a little girl for a long time, and who knows, after this, I might still feel like a little girl from time to time, but now I got official paperwork that say I'm a brown woman. Haddish grew up in south-central Los Angeles, where she even spent time in foster care. In her mid-twenties, she connected with her biological father and found out that he was a Jewish refugee from Eritrea. Found out that he was a Jewish refugee from Eritrea. Found out that he was a Jewish refugee from Eritrea. You know when you hear something and you're, you feel like you knew it your whole life but you didn't that's how true it is that's what it felt like to me about her is like she found this out and then all of a sudden it just like connected all the dots she is so proud to be jewish in a time where so many people are afraid to be jewish and tiffany's like screw that i love it and I am so proud to be Jewish. And bring Israel, bring it on. Israel, bring it on. Israel, bring it on. What they do was to tear our identity. One day I will tell you why I'm Mishadi. Mishadi are black Jews. But not today on the state they are the black Jews. Because we come from very far. Actually, the original Jews is black. But that means that today we'll deal with it some other things. <laughs> This is Righteous Radio, where the truth is the sound. Righteousness is in the atmosphere. Can you feel it? This is DJ Yako. This is Righteous Radio. We're going to keep it going with a song called The Awakening.
most developed, the primary wealth of America, the primary wealth. You have to have accumulated wealth to start, you know, to build. You did it another way here in Australia. You, you know, you had to build your accumulated wealth too. You just came and took it. You know what I mean? And that's what they did in most of the countries. It's what you West, it's what you Europeans did. You just took it. We got to catch up with you a little bit. And so in America, so there's a lot of America that belongs to me yet. You understand? Say that unquestionably, I am an American, born there. Uh, my father's slave there. Upon the backs of my people was developed the primary wealth of America, the primary wealth. You have to have accumulated wealth to start, you know, to build. You did it another way here in Australia. You, you know, you had to build your accumulated wealth too. You just came and took it. You know what I mean? And that's what they did in most of the countries. That's what you West, that's what you Europeans did. You just took it. Sub-Saharan Africa has been fundamental to the global prosperity of the advanced countries. Okay? And Africa had a role to play. It has a role as a raw material producer. We will not allow Sub-Saharan Africa to escape that. Okay, we do everything to keep Sub-Saharan Africa where it is, also impoverished. It's absolutely vital for the prosperity of everyone else. So let's get clear about that. Okay, and this means all the economic structures, all the global institutions, and the economics we teach everyone is all designed to keep Africa exactly where it is. And whether it is Europe or US or now China, it's always the same. We need Africa to be impoverished because we need those raw materials and we need them to achieve. Okay, so that's the message. It doesn't mean to say that there's nothing Africans can do. Of course there is. Okay, but this is the opposition that they're fighting. This is what it's about. Because if Africa does do something different, I assure you living standards of all those in Europe and North America and Asia is going to fall. Okay? And that is a big price to pay. I assure you that the West is not going to allow that without a big fight.
shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive into all nations, and Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles, until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Elder 
shall serve the young. One is a child of promise. One is a child of flesh. Okay. One is a child of promise by the Spirit, which means by the announcement of Yahweh. Okay. And the other one is a child of flesh. The children shall grab their belly, but to fight from the beginning. To back the door to it like father will is unfriendly. Two nations up in her stomach, she feeling pain, but willing. The older go feel the younger, these prophecies been fulfilling. First baby came out all red. The elder said the younger, remember the scripture said. The second baby came out, that baby name was Jacob. The baby's been born was the father's will. When Jacob came out, he grabbed his brother here. Second Genesis 69, I go read the spill. So, so this birthright for a meal. Why you sell your soul, bro, for a deal? I asked that old, he was about to die. Told me so, get him venison before he go. Rebecca heard it all, I ain't even know. Told Jacob to the flock, go get two goats. Jacob came to Isaac and he had the blessing. He saw fucked out and he started stressing. He saw made a vow to kill his brother Jacob. All up in his heart, generations of hate. Fled from his brother, Jacob had a dream. The dream by the ladder that reached him, I ain't. I am the God of your fathers, I'll be here to sing. Until I bring you to that land, I ain't gonna ever leave. Jacob wrestled with the angel to the sunrise. Jake was so strong, the angel popped his eyes. Out of place, he called a place, Peniel. I seen God face to face, said the name to Israel. No longer your name is Jake. When Jerusalem went down, he saw a total burden. Raise it, burn it, even the foundation. Many years were passed. He saw kids filled with hatred, killing the descendants of Jacob. He saw became one with the children of Jethro, the Jewish people in the land. We know you all in them. Who you think is orchestrating Jacob's trouble? All that hate up in his heart, cause the father loves you. Jacob, you got two babies. One born in the spirit, one born in the flesh. Esau is the end of the world, and Jacob is the beginning of each that follow. The flesh is the end. The things of the world is the end. And the spirit is the beginning of each that follow. This flesh will be submissive to the spirit. When the Messiah appeared, he said, touch my skin, touch my wounds. All praise to the Most High. Jews and Gentiles that's taking off the flesh and putting on the spirit. You got the blessing, Jacob. He's tenacious. So that was Hezekiah with Jacob and Esau. And now we're coming at you with Original Royalty Recordings presenting the Royalty Duo with ba da ba ba
with Bada Papa. So, we hope you're enjoying the show. Righteousness is in the atmosphere. Can you feel it? This is DJ Yakov. This is Righteous Radio, where the truth is the sound. This is a waste of time. Why don't we wait for the child to grow a bit and then make himself known and then kill him? Shalom, Israel. This is DJ Yaakov. This is Righteous Radio, where the truth is the sound. Greetings and salutations to the lost tribes scattered abroad across the planet. This particular message is specifically to the Christian Negro, so-called Negro. You are so-called Negro because you don't know what to call yourself. And you have allowed the slave master to name you. As the scripture said, you will become a byword. And that's what a black man generally is, a byword. But you are the lost tribes of the children of Israel. You are an Israelite, whether you know it or not. And as you sit up in the Christian church and are taught many misconceptions about the word we are going to clear something up today. And what we are going to clear up today is going to blow up the whole concept of Christianity. And if you believe in the Bible as opposed to a doctrine, if you believe in the Bible if you believe in the Torah, if you believe in the scriptures, in the Holy Scriptures, if you believe the Word of God, it will be undeniable once I run through these scriptures. And today's topic, which 
blows the lid off of Christianity is Christ is not God and there is no Trinity. Now, that might catch your attention right away, but listen not to my words, but listen to the words of the Holy Scriptures. Let us pray before we begin. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our transgressions as we forgive those who transgress against us. Leadeth us not into temptation, but deliver us from all evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and all of the glory forever and ever. Shalom. Now let us begin in uh, John 1 and 14. See, Christianity teaches that Jesus is God. That they are one being in three beings. But the scriptures say something totally different. So we start in the book of John 1, 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, this scripture proves that Christ was begotten. What does begotten mean? Because we know that the Father was not begotten of anyone. We know that the Most High Ancient of Days was never begotten. But here in Scripture it says that Christ was begotten of the Father. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father. So first, let's look up the word begotten. As many of you know what it means, but we don't want to assume. So let's look up the word begotten. So when we roll up on the Merriam-Webster definition of begotten, we see it says brought into existence by or as if by a parent. Hmm. Imagine that. So that is the Merriam-Webster's definition of begotten. 
So let's go into the Bible Study 2's definition of begotten and see what it says. Begotten, to have born, brought forth. Hmm. Then it gives uh, the sentence, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. Okay. Great. Which leads us to our next scripture. In John, the first chapter, in the first verse, where it says, In the beginning was the Word, Christ, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So, as we move along, Let's go into Daniel, the seventh chapter, in the 13th verse. I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Hmm. Sounds like Two different people to me. Sounds like a distinction between the Most High and Christ. They cannot be the same being and be spoken of in this way. It makes no sense spiritually or logically. Colossians 1, 13. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son? Of his dear son. Matthew 17 and 5. Realistically speaking, this particular scripture, I could just drop the mic after I read this and walk off into the sunset. But we have more scriptures to prove that Christ is not God. He is the Messiah. He is the Son. But he is not God. God, the Most High. I don't call him God. The Most High, Elohim. Ahia, whatever you want to call him that is we, we won't know his true name until we come into the kingdom. But the Most High Ancient of Days, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he stands alone in, within himself. Christ is another being that was begotten. We know that God was not begotten. Matter of fact, it's, one, it's something that I needed to pull up before I even move even further with this kill, kill shot scripture that I'm about to give you in Matthew 17 and 5. But wait a minute, before we read that, hold on tight just a second. So we see 
in Psalms 90 and 2. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Hmm. Well, let's look at some more scriptures that show that God has no beginning. Psalms 93 and 2, thy throne is established of old, thou art from everlasting. Hmm. Proverbs 8, 23, I was set up from everlasting from the beginning or ever the earth was. Hmm. Isaiah 41 and 4. Who have wrought and done it, calling the generations from the beginning? I, the Lord, the first, and with the last, I am he. Sounds like two people. Hmm. Isaiah 57 and 15. For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Hmm. So, we see a distinction when talking about the Most High as opposed to talking about Christ who was begotten. In Habakkuk 1 and 12, Art thou not from everlasting, O Lord my God, mine Holy One, we shall not die, O Lord. Thou hast ordained them for judgment, and, O mighty God, thou hast established them for correction. Hmm. 1 Timothy 1 and 17. Now unto the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Hmm. So, the last one we'll read is Revelations 1 and 8 uh, to prove the omnipotence of the Most High. But Revelations 1 and 8 is talking about Christ and it says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Now, this is where you get confused. He says he's the beginning and the end. But the difference is the Most High has no beginning. Christ, on the other hand, is begotten. 
Let us read again. And the word, John 1, 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The only begotten of the Father. Christ is begotten. Sorry, those of you who think that Christ is God. God cannot be begotten because he is of whom begets. Now, let's hit you with the kill shot. Because I don't see how you can come back from this, Christians. You were taught wrong. Acknowledge as we who have come into the knowledge of this awakening and the knowledge of this truth have had to acknowledge and repent of being taught the wrong thing for so long and not reading our scriptures for ourselves for so long and not coming out of our debauchery and, and seeking the most high diligently enough that he would, that he would, as he said, if you meet, if, if you take one step, I'll take two. You know, we, 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 for so long sat in churches listening to preachers that know not of what they speak, most of them, because they've been taught the wrong doctrine and then they, they regurgitate it to you as the blind leading the blind. Now, how can you come back from this scripture if you believe that Christ is God? Matthew 17 and 5, and you've heard, you, you're aware of the scripture. Many of you are aware of this scripture. But you are zombie, that zombieism of the church has you just walking aimlessly into continued uh, just ignorance. Matthew 17 and 5, while he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud, which said, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased, hear ye him. Now tell me, is God schizophrenic? Does he talk to himself in these ways? This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So if Christ is God, who is talking out of the cloud here? Because Proverbs 7, 27 and 2, let's precept that. Let, let's, let, let's, let's, this is a, a, a kind of offshot precept, but let's precept that. Proverbs 27 and 2 says, Let another man praise thee and not thine own mouth, a stranger and not thine own lips. Now you could argue that this is for man. So it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't um, be relevant to, to, to God, I guess. I mean, if that's your argument. But what I'm saying is, God, 
is not talking to himself in Matthew 17 and 5. Now, God does praise himself because he is God and he is worthy to praise himself. Only he is worthy to praise himself. But he's not going to speak in this way to himself if he's the same being. It doesn't make any spiritual or common or logical sense. Behold the voice out of the cloud, the Ancient of Days, which said, This is my beloved Son, Christ, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Two beings, Father, Son. Matthew, the 19th chapter and the 17th verse. And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. Let me read that again. Matthew nineteen seventeen. And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good. But one, that is Elohim. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. As he continues to remind everyone to keep the commandments, but the Christian, so-called Christian, Christianity, so-called, uh, who so-called represents Christ, goes against the commandments because they believe that Paul has given them the liberty to do such when the man who 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 suffered and bled and died uh, and and received all of the stripes and in the and and received the, the the nails in his hands told you keep the commandments at every turn. He told you, keep the commandments. And never once in his existence in that Bible did he not tell you to keep the commandments. But all of a sudden, Paul comes along and you believe that Paul is telling you not to keep the commandments when there are scriptures in the Bible that where Paul himself tells you that you still have to keep the commandments. But you ignore those. And you run to the ones that talk of grace because you want to live in the way that you want to live not going to work. And I'm getting a little off topic here, but my major overall point and where I'm going with this is, I want you to see not only are we doing this study here on, or this quick, this quick uh, study on Christ not being part of a trinity, but being a son and a separate being and not God, because Christianity teaches you that Christ is God. He is our Lord. He is our Messiah. He is our Savior, but he is not the Ancient of Days, the Most High God himself. And if you believe that, you are in a damnable doctrinal uh, cultish situation. And yet, 
many of you will call everything else other than Christianity a cult. But the real cult is Christianity because you have been taught the perspective that they have wanted you to believe for a purpose. Because they don't want you to follow the law, and that's why I'm going into the law a little bit here as well. Basically, I'm letting you know what, what is the issue that I have with Christianity. Why am I speaking against Christianity as a whole? Because it's nothing more than watered-down Catholicism. It's fairy tales. Just like Catholicism is a fairy tale that you can go and confess your sins to some man in a booth, that you can worship a, 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 a female because she was the mother of the Messiah as opposed to uh, giving honor to the Messiah only and his father. So I'm going to go a little bit more with this thing on Paul and what you guys believe with that, and, and then I'm going to get back on topic. The problem that you have is even though Paul says some things that sound good to you, that the law was the schoolmaster and we're no longer under the schoolmaster and he who is under the law is under the curse and all of these scriptures that you like to read to be able to run to grace, to be able to run to just belief and faith. The problem that you have is the same Paul is attributed to writing Romans. And in Romans 7, chapter 12, verse, it says, Therefore the law is holy and the commandment holy and just and good. So if the same person that said those who are under the law are under the curse also said the law is holy and the commandment holy and just and good, it begs to speak that you don't understand how to read the Bible, precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. You can't just take one scripture and run with it. You must put scriptures together as the Most High has the Bible set up to be read, as he told you how to read it. So when you don't read it properly and you don't use precepts, then you get confused. You take one scripture and, and it has you going down a road that you don't understand. Romans 7 and 22, for I delight in the law of Yahweh according to the inward man. I mean, 1 John 3 and 4, Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. And as I keep telling you uh, in the scriptures, it's, it, it says that any man that says he doesn't sin is a lie and the truth is not in him. And some of you pastors running around and some of you ministers and deaconesses <laughs> and uh, some of you... Uh, Prophetesses and 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 apostolesses and <laughs> y'all better get it together. If you had the spirit of the Most High, you would lead you to all truth. And if you haven't come into this truth, then you're not led by the spirit. 
I'm just telling you. Okay, so let's get back on track. So again, in Matthew 19 and 17, Christ said, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one that is Elohim. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. So he's telling you there's none good but one, and I ain't that one. Now we know that he was good too. So obviously he might he he, he was trying to make a point here, but at the same time, he made another point. He separated himself from God and from being God with that statement. Now, there were other statements that have been made in the Bible. I know the statements uh, that he made that would lead you to believe that he is God himself, but he, he made too many references to the fact that he wasn't God, but that if you've seen him, you've seen the Father. So he's just basically saying the Father is in me. So if you worship in me, you're really worshiping the Father. He, he, but he always deferred worship off of himself and to the Father. And if he accepted worship at any time, it was on behalf of the Father. Um, in Psalms, the second chapter, let's just read. I'm going to read this whole thing because it's only 12 verses. And we can run through this real quick. And it has some bombs to drop on you. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Meaning against Christ and against Israel. Saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto him in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Or then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. Let me read that again. This is the most high talking. Yet have I set my king, Christ, upon my holy hill of Zion, Israel, I will declare the decree, the Lord have said unto me, thou, thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Let me see that, let me, let me, let me read that one more time. I will declare the decree, <laughs> the Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son, not thou art myself, not I am, but thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. See, I got to talk to some of you Christian folks like we in preschool class. 
one, two, three, A, B, C. Scriptures for dummies. I'm sorry if I'm rude in speech, yet not in knowledge, but it's right here to be read. And we have sat in churches all of these years and not read these things. How did we do that? As, as, as Pastor Fred Price was saying in his sermon, when he was talking about the fact that we are part of the children of Israel, he said, I'm kicking myself. I just assumed that everything in the Bible was white. But to say, you know, it's just like with that. We assume that everybody in the Bible was white all through, through, all through these centuries. But we really didn't read, did we? And we really didn't read properly to see what the Most High did to separate himself as the Almighty as opposed to Christ being another being. We want to merge them together. Now, Christ always said, if you've seen the Father, you've seen me. And I can say the same thing about my son. If you've seen my son, you've seen me. He looks just like me. He acts a lot like me in a lot of ways. Not every way, but in a lot of ways. He has his own characteristics as well. Now, the Most High and Christ probably are, they have more similarities than me and my son even have in that sense. When he says, you've seen the Father, you've seen me, he, he operates exactly like his Father. In the eighth chapter, it says, ask of me, we still in Psalms chapter 2. In the eighth chapter, ask of me and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance and the uttermost part of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings, be instructed, ye judges of the earth. He's talking to Israel. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Now watch this. Kiss the sun lest he be angry, and ye perish from the way. When his wrath is kindled but a little, blessed are all they that put their trust in him. This stuff ain't rocket science. 1 Peter 3 and 22. Who is gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God, angels, and authorities, and powers being made subject unto him. Who is gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God and is on the right hand of God? If they are the same body, the same person, then he couldn't, he, he couldn't be on the right hand. He, he'd be in God. <laughs> I mean, this, this, it, it only takes a little spiritual common sense that comes from the knowledge of the Holy Spirit, which is the, the law of the Most High. Second John 1 and 3. Grace be with you 
mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. I had to read this twice for y'all Christian folk because y'all under the spell. Grace be with you, mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. See the separation there? They're not one being. They are separate beings. One is begotten. The other is from everlasting to everlasting. Revelations 1 and 6. And have made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So in this scripture, there's also a distinction made. Now, if Christianity was saying, as in this scripture, that Christ is God in the sense that if you've seen him, you've seen his father, he's the Messiah. Uh, and the scripture, there's a scripture that says, I have said ye are gods. So, uh, you know, these things can get confusing unless you have the precepts because there are also scriptures where God said, there is no God but me. Okay? But here it's talking about a God that has a father that could only be talking about Christ. But if he has a father, then he's begotten, point blank, and simply put. Hebrews 1 and 4, being made so much better than the angels as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Now, let us read above this scripture here. We're in Hebrews, the first chapter. Let's start at one. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, having these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he have appointed, he, can't, he ain't appointed himself, whom he have appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And of holding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sin, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than angels as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they, being made begotten, being made so much better than the angels as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. 
For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day I have begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. Let me read it again. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. Now, God is not schizophrenic. He is not talking to himself. When he says these things, he's not telling himself that to him he's going to be a son. You must read the scriptures with spiritual common sense, and you can only get that once your eyes have been opened. So let's finish this scripture. It says in the sixth chapter. And again, Hebrews 1, and now we're down in the sixth chapter. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, and let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he saith, who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire? Okay. Uh, I hope y'all are getting this. Um, there's no three in one. There's no Christ is God. God don't pray to himself. God don't look out the clouds to himself and say, this is my son of whom I'm well pleased. God is not schizophrenic. When you come into the awakening and the knowledge of this truth, and you come out of Christianity, all of these things become clear to you. And you wonder how you ever believed such things that you were taught. It's basically brainwashing 101, colonialized brainwashing 101. I mean, it is so, it has been done so thoroughly that I, I just can't see some of our people coming out of it. But I pray for you all that you can come out of that debauchery. You can call anybody a cult that you want to, including us. We're not a religion at all. We're a lineage. We're a bloodline. We found out that this book was about us, that we're Hebrews, as Pastor Darby said. I ain't no black man, Pastor Darby, in the, in the immortal words of Pastor Darby, I ain't no uh, uh, black panther, I ain't no black nationalist either. I'm a Hebrew, and I found out that this book was about me. And that's what you have to find out for yourself.
your spirit has to bear witness. There's a reason why your spirit has not bore witness with this. If it has not. And if you're a spiritual person, your spirit should have borne with, uh, bore witness with this awakening by now. And if it hasn't, it's something that is blocking your deliverance. It could be that you want so bad for everything that you have believed to be as you believed it. But alas, the Bible be true and every man be a liar. Proverbs 8.22, the Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way before his works of old. Man, I was trying not to make this too long. I'm, all, I'm almost at 45 minutes, so we're going to hurry up. I got a few more scriptures. But again, Proverbs 8.22, the Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way before his works of old. So we know that Christ has been around since the beginning. But the Most High has been around before the beginning, everlasting to everlasting. The Most High does not have anybody who has begotten him. That's the distinction between he and Christ. Christ is a created being. Now, he may have been created before time itself. Or in the beginning, before, right before the world was created. But he, we know he is begotten. Period. John 17 and 5. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. As I just spoke of, Christ was around before the world was. But the Most High has been around before time was. Everlasting to everlasting. He has no beginning and definitely will have no end. See, the reason why our history does not go into detail about race is because somebody's covering up a lie. And if you start scratching the surface of it or you start pulling the thread, you see the whole sweater fall apart because the, the, that one lie is what everything is. Modern history is hinged upon one lie. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? As we began to dissect, because I want to do it in the Bible so you know I'm not making up nothing, and I'm not no Black Panther, and I'm not no Black activist either. I'm a Hebrew that found out that this book is my culture. I'm a Hebrew that found out that this book is my culture. I'm a Hebrew that found out that this book it's my culture. And I'm not no Black Panther. And I'm not no Black activist either. I'm a Hebrew. That found out that this book is my culture. This is not a religion for me. I'm talking about a way of life for me. Oh, y'all ain't ready for me. Y'all ain't ready this Uh, false doctrine. 
lot of these junk food babies starting churches off of fingertips. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. And drawing more people than you can feed. That's why when you're being peeled off to all these other religions, because you don't know who you are. My ancestors were Igbos from Nigeria. And Igbos are called black Jews, that they're industrious, that they go after things, that they're hard-working people. That's why people come in and tell you Christianity is the white man's religion, because you don't know who you are. If you knew who you were, they couldn't pass that off on you. Stand up, Dr. Harrison. He's just as much Gentile as I am. He's just as much Gentile as I am. He's just as much Gentile as I am. The popular American pastor T.D. Jakes has reportedly traced his roots to Iboland. Hey! Mazi! <laughs> his new kinsmen have changed his name from T.D. Jakes to Tochukudimbaju. <laughs> They have also reserved for him the title of Onunekuro Hawan of Ndibo in the diaspora <laughs> and offered him an Mbeke bride to go with his new title. If he wants to, because we can offer him. Things to show the similarity between the Israelites and us. In short, it is not just a mere speculation. These things are. I have over a hundred of them in this area. Hundred of them. Uh, and, and, and we I want to touch on a few because I looked at things. All right. But th this is fascinating. David, let, let me tell you, you're the author of this book. Yes, he is. Ibu Jews and the kingdom the kingdom of God. Recap for me in a few sentences. What is this book about? What have you discovered? Please tell us. It's my pleasure. Now, I wrote this book to enlighten the Igbo man that by reason of their circumcision and by reason of the covenant which the nation of Israel has with the God of heaven, that they cannot enter the kingdom except they return back to that covenant, which is Sabbath observance, observing the feast of Passover, the feast of Tabernacle, and the feast of Pentecost. So, except the Igbo man comes back and observes all this festival, that he can never inherit the kingdom of God. That is what the book is all about. So, 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 so you, your call is to the Igbo people to return back to, to, to the return. broken covenant of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We have, and that is why today the Igbo man is uh, an object of radical. Because today we are ruled in this country by the uncircumcised Philistines. We have been so intimidated and humiliated and radical by these uh, uncircumcised Philistines. Now, simply because the creator of the world made a covenant in the book of Leviticus, chapter uh, 26, verse 6 and 7, he said, he said that. If you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, he said, you shall be the head and not the tail. Amen. And if your enemy shall rise against you, Continue. that five of you will defeat a hundred, and hundred of you will defeat ten thousand. If you know, and that is on the condition of obedience. But if you not obey, he said that I will set my face against you. You shall be slain by your enemies, and those who hate you shall reign over you. So with all this, I decided to package this book. In fact, I've written over five like this, but due to lack of fun, you know, you Israelite, you don't support the gospel. 
do not give us money here. We have no money to publish them. And these things are going to be a legacy for the generation of man born. Because we want to enlighten our people. So it's, when you are coming, it's timely. So, so let me make sure I understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. You are saying that the Igbo people have lost their identity. Contact with their God, with their maker, with their origin. Okay. How do we know? We were this week, Abraham, we were in the place called Ibugad. Ibugad. The place, the palace of God. Yes. You saw some things there. How do we know? If you are to tell me succinctly, how do we know? Do you believe that you are ancestors from the tribe of God? Do you believe that you are ancestors from the tribe of God? Do you believe that you are ancestors from the tribe of God? Do you believe that you are ancestors from the tribe of God? Of course. Of course, we believe that we are ancestors from the tribe of God. Let me make it more clearer. Just like you rightly said before, uh, that uh, even after the dispersion of the children of Israel, that uh, the ten tribes, that there were other tribes that deflated to Judah. 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 That's right. And they, that is to say, a portion. A mixture, a mixture of other tribes. That's right. Good. Now, when you come to the very part of the world that where the Igbos do uh, 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 exist, yes, we are called the tribe of a God. Because the first person to enter here among all the tribes is God himself. But we have other tribes scattered all over the right. place. That's we right. have the tribe of Judah, we have the tribe, so the tribe of God and it's... Levi in this very place. Right. We have other tribes scattered all over right. the place. That's we right. have the tribe of Judah, we have the tribe of God and Levi in this very place. Right. We have other tribes scattered all over the place. We have the tribe of Judah, we have the tribe of God and Levi. In this very place. Right. Somebody say, if you say the word nigga, you're hating yourself. You're degrading yourself. Now, if you're not saying the word nigga, you're degrading yourself. Because the, the reason the word nigga is offensive is only because the white racists made it that way. We never said the word nigga was offensive for yeah. a hundred for a hundred thousand years. Yeah, before. most of us don't even know where the word most of us think they made the word up. No, they didn't. That's an African word. Wow. Nigga. That's an African word. And it's associated with the river, actually, with rivers and river people. The beginnings of civilization, basically. Genesis chapter 11, verse 10 explains the genealogy of Shem. Shem was a black man in Africa. If you repeat this fact, they can't laugh at me. Genesis 14, verse 13. Abraham steps on the scene. Being a descendant of Shem, which is a fact, means Abraham too was black. Abraham born in the city of a black man called Nimrod, grandson of Ham. Ham had four sons. One was named Canaan. Here, let me do some explaining. Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac was the father of Jacob. Jacob had 12 sons. For real, and these were the children of Israel. According to Genesis chapter 10, Egyptians descended from Ham. 600 years later, my brother read Moses was born in Egypt. In this era, black Egyptians weren't white. They enslaved black Israelites. Moses had to be of the black race because he spent 40 years in Pharaoh's place. He passed as the Pharaoh's grandson. So he had to look to Skype him. Yes, my brothers and sisters, take this song. Yo, correct. 
brother Lorvitz with the seed of Israel. Right, that was Brother Lorvins with the seed of Israel. 